Hello, everyone. Welcome to my porch. Come on up, but keep your six feet social distancing. And if you don't think six feet is good enough, and somewhere in history we're listening to this and we're laughing, thinking, ha, six feet was not enough and you need 27 or whatever, that's fine. But for now, perhaps you can just remember virtually, come on up to the porch. Don't be scared of the COVID-19. I'm going to encourage you because you have no idea how much you have an advantage over other people in the United States or of the world because the COVID-19 is a whole lot like dealing with a narcissist, co-parenting with a narcissist, um, and also having to co-parent and deal with a um, sociopath. You have no idea how much you've been preparing for this. I know you didn't know that you would, you thought you were just trying to survive the co-parenting time. You just thought you were trying to survive being divorced from or having to still engage with a narcissistic co-parent and just survive those years and raise your kids as best as you can. You had no idea that you were going to be using these skills up against some kind of crazy old virus. This episode is going to be an encouraging and fun episode. This is to help you get through this. It's also my gallows humor. So there may be some trigger alerts. If you're in a space that you feel like you just need to have everything be real heavy, come back and listen to us or listen to me another time. If you feel light and you know that you can laugh about things and that's going to help you or be your coping skill, uh, come on up. I'm drinking a cup of coffee right now. Yes, not a libation, but I'm drinking a coffee. It's a little early in the morning for me here, um, but I wanted to get on and, and record a um, an episode for you guys. I miss you. I miss talking to you. I miss, I miss interacting with you. And I wanted to give you something a little different than some of the encouragement or some of the other podcasts or articles that are out there about co-parenting during COVID quarantine. I just love the alliterations. All right, so go ahead. Maybe you have your coffee. Maybe you have a libation. (sighs) Whatever you've got, go ahead, sit down, put your feet up. Right now we know some people say we have nothing but time, but if you're homeschooling and doing everything else, put your earbuds in and relax. You're on Gwen's porch now. Come on, sit a spell. Imagine some of this warm Midwest welcoming. So you may say to me, "Uh, Gwen, I don't know that I've got this. What are you talking about? COVID-19 is a whole lot like a narcissist 
or having to co-parent with a sociopathic narcissist or covert narcissist or all these things. Okay, first of all, look, we've got 12 different names. We've got coronavirus, COVID, COVID-19, COV-19. Okay, look. And oh, then one that I love the most is novel coronavirus. My mom had coronavirus last year. She may have some antibodies from it. She may not, but she had it last year, like winter of 2019. So before this was cool, before everybody was scared of this, um, where did she pick it up? She either picked it up being on a cruise ship or because we live in an area that is one of the international tourist destinations of the world. She could have picked it up from there. However, we remember she was so very sick for so long with the fever. She couldn't breathe. She's a former smoker, or I think she's still smoking now, whatever. Um, <clears throat> doesn't have the best immune system. And she had to be in quarantine for several days. Everybody in her household, like, it was a really big deal. And we all remember that. And guess what? My mom is okay. However, everyone is telling her, oh, you didn't have this coronavirus, which I'm sure it's a strand of that. And as I talk today, I don't want to get into too much of my own opinion of where I am today with what's going on and the different feelings that people have and everything else. <clears throat> because today's just to have some fun. So let's just let's just laugh at everything. Um, so now it's a novel coronavirus. So this has to be a special, special one. 2020 has to be its own thing. Okay. You got this. If you're not sure, need I remind you, or let's just remind you so you can have some fun with this, okay? How is dealing with, how is COVID-19? Let's just put it that way. Because dealing with it is different, and we know that dealing with narcissists has to be different, but let's just talk about the COVID-19. It's invisible. Yes, narcissism is invisible. We can't test somebody for it. We can't see it coming. Um, and remember, the symptoms will come a long time after you've been exposed. So just because you had one or two run-ins with a narcissist or you've had a run-in with a narcissist, you're not going to really know that you've been exposed and treated like a piece of shit, treated like garbage, been used, been mirrored. You're not going to really know that you've been devalued and all these other things. You're not going to feel the symptoms for quite a while. The COVID-19 knows no boundaries. Remember, we can't figure this out. And everybody's scrambling. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Think about it. This thing knows no boundaries. It knows um, no boundaries in terms of how easily contagious this is. So this virus will just go ahead and in invade anywhere the hell it wants to. 
anyone the hell it wants to. And it knows no boundaries in terms of just when you think about a narcissist, we, we try to think, oh, a narcissist is only somebody who's really rich and powerful. We try to think, oh, a narcissist is only somebody who controls their temper or loses their temper. No, remember, there's all different grades of them. So even when we're talking about different types of narcissists, they know no boundaries. They know this is not a class thing. This is not an age thing. It's not anything. It's uh, narcissism knows that. And it's victims. Think about it now. It's victims, COVID-19. Who does it really victimize the most? People who have some weakness. It takes advantage. Not that you having to have dealt with a narcissist was a target because you were weak. No, it's probably because you were were um, just alive and around. You're a human being. Um, and, and I think it's kind of fun to think about the causes of this. Like it causes all kinds of stuff. It, the, the effects can be nothing. So you can have the COVID-19 get infected. And from what we know, you can have no symptoms. You can have mild symptoms. You can have moderate symptoms or you could have death. When we have had to be in a relationship with a narcissist and now we're trying to co-parent with one, sometimes the effects are nothing. Sometimes the effects are mild. And sometimes could be death, guys. Could be death. Yours or theirs. Shit. Uh, this doesn't work. That doesn't work. This is what people are, we're hearing, right? Mm. I'm recording this on April 4th. I have not turned on the news yet. But as when I went to bed last night, I was hearing about masks, face masks. They may or may not be helpful, but go ahead and just do it. We're not sure about this. Go ahead and just do it. Again, I'm not criticizing. Nobody knows. But look at how much you've already had to live like that, right? How many people have given you advice on how to deal with your narcissistic co-parent, the person that you are surviving a relationship with, and you can't just cut it off? You still have to interact. You still have a chance of getting, quote, unquote, infected. So how many times have you put on a face mask and people said that works or that doesn't works work? How many times have you tried to distance yourself? Does that work? Does that not work? How many times have you been scared of something and people say, oh, that's not apparent. You can't see that. How many times have you wanted to do a certain thing and it you knew it would work, but other people were saying, oh, that's not going to work. How many times were you looking to quote unquote experts to guide you through all of this? And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Bingo! You are an expert at dealing with and walking around in the world of COVID-19. Please remember, any statements that Gwen has to make is not to substitute for the CDC recommendations or guidelines. All right, back now to this. You emotionally are equipped to deal with this. 
you are going to have to make your own decisions. You are going to have to listen to all the things around you. And you know what? You're going to do the same things that you've always done. You're going to take everything into consideration and you're going to take it day by day, moment by moment. And you're going to remember what's the end game. Wow. Having to isolate, having to do something for a long term, not knowing when it's going to end. Oh my gosh, you are fabulous at this. Mm. Wen's just going to tell you now, you're fabulous at this. (laughs) Co-parenting. How many of you left your uh, abusive, toxic person? How many of you left when the kids were young? Yeah. Hello. I'm raising my hand. Two and four. Remember the bees were two and four. Hello. Uh, You mean that I have to live like this until they're 18? Maybe even longer? (gasps) Yep. And we're out there getting it done. Dudes and dudettes, you're out there keeping her moving, getting her done. We're doing this. You got this? You already know how to do this. I know. Go ahead and whine. It's one more thing. This is really hard. It's totally okay. Piss and whine and moan about it if you need to. I'm here to listen. I already had my meltdown this week about it. I was doing okay for a while. Um, And then I had to get my coping skills back. And we all know that we have to do that. Okay. It's not a big deal. So COVID-19, what are you used to dealing with? You know that when you're trying to live with and get out from a toxic marriage, a toxic relationship, and there's a child involved in the situation, right? Fragile life that we want to protect. You're going to do the best you can with what you've got. You already know how to do this. You already know some things work, some things don't work. You know about being isolated. You know about staying away. You know about how unfair that is. You know about having conditions put on you. You know about how to live a certain way. You got this. Have you been doing it all this time? I know for me. You hear my story. I think some days I'm doing okay with it. Some days I'm not. I'm doing my, you know, before all of this, we were just doing our best. I mean, and before all of this COVID stuff happened, I was having some deep depression. Y'all know that. I shared that with you. Had a lot of illness. um, And I ended up getting sick right at the start of, or the middle of March, So right at the start of all the the quarantine, I ended up getting um, some type of weird strep infection and I'm I'm still recovering. Um, And I had to do about a week of voice rest. That means no talking. That's why Gwen hasn't been on the podcast. I haven't been on the horn to talk to you guys. Try doing all of this without being able to use your voice. Literally, it's okay. We, we are resilient people and you may feel like you're so exhausted from already having to live this way and that's okay. That's nothing that a good nap and a good laugh 
can't temporarily, temporarily relieve. I'm not saying fix it. We're talking about temporary relief. You know the unfairness of all of this. Oh, I don't want to have to stay inside. I don't want to have to be trapped. I don't want to have to. Mm, Yeah, we're already trapped in the crazy uh, Wild West. You don't know nothing. I'm a little annoyed that all the OK Corrals are shut down. I'm annoyed because there's a lot of people out there who need their rulings and their judgments to preserve their life to deal with some of this and the narcissists just get their time, extended time to live as they'd like to. There's no sheriffs in town to uh, sentence them. There's nobody wrangling up varmints now. They're out there running amok and that's okay. We have seen that before and we know that it can all come back around. The COVID-19 is a lot like a narcissist or a sociopath because it's all about control. It wants to exercise control, 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 control. We want to try to control it. We want to try to live with control. Okay. How does this work? How does this virus work? Oh my gosh. Uh, How about people's um, spit and sneezes and we go to the store and can I touch this? Can I not? Oh my gosh, what can I do? And the COVID-19 is like, (laughs) fuck you. You can do, I can do anything I want. (laughs) I've got you. I'm playing you. You know it is. You know this novel coronavirus is a narcissist in its brain and a sociopath and it's just having a good old time running amok, evolving, changing Ah, you'll be fine. You know how to deal with somebody or something, an entity that just wants to get in there and do its fucking mission and destroy you. You know how to deal with this. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Sometimes you think you're going to die. Sometimes you wish they was going to die. And that's okay. Remember, there's no judgment. No judgment on my porch. You know how to deal with an entity that is overly controlling. And you know how that can cause us, us, our kind, that's not toxic. It can cause us to either overreact with more control or not. So we're going to talk about after the break, how to practically cope with this, tell you a few of my tales, what I've been going through. And the biggest thing is don't become an asshole yourself in the middle of this. Okay. Now, the other thing about COVID-19 and narcissists is they will come in and they will rock your world and they will change it for forever. You know how to deal with this. Remember all that, all those lovely little um, uh, illustrations, maybe memes, little infographics, and they're lovely. They're just lovely about control what you can control Don't worry about controlling what you can't control. Eh, anybody who had a co-parent with a narcissist knows you don't have control over much at all. And your life, a lot of times, is being extremely highly influenced by what's out there, what could be out there. You never know when it's coming. It'll get you at your most vulnerable time. You know how to live like this. So how have you coped? How have you dealt with all of this? 
We're going to take a break. Right after the break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about and help you remember how you coped. And we're going to laugh about some coping skills right now. Okay, welcome back. So, how you coping? How have you coped? Let's help. Let's just help you remember some of this. I'll tell you a few tales what's going on now in my world. You're like, Gwen, just tell me about what's happening in your world. It makes me feel so much better. I love your tales. So, recently, the bees went to their uh, went to their dads or went to Nims for spring break, and that was like ten days with him. And that's when all of the information was coming about in other states about shelter in place. Um, being in Florida, we've been wanting to look at other. You know, we've been looking at other states, whatever, and. Um, the theme parks here shut down and I have to say that I had a hissy fit um, before all of this because Nim got um, Nim got passes for the girls for, for one of the parks and it was thousands of dollars and it really, it really upset me. It got, it got the best of me. And you know what we're saying? That's okay. Remember, this is not one of those like a little infographics and, and it's okay. Yeah, it's totally okay. But I'm going to tell you how ugly it is. Um, I totally had a freaking meltdown about it. And I was pissed. And I was pissed because the amount that he was paying for the tickets, even if he was doing the annual stuff, the amount was exactly the same as what he owes me every month for big bees or oldest bees. Actually, it's more now because he had to buy three, not two passes. So three passes. So even the annual that he got was more than what he is owes me every month in just medical for big bees orthodontics. <clears throat> All right. And I'm over here struggling and doing my creative accounting and it like really pissed me off. And because he even asked me if I would go in on half of it with him. And that's where I like lost my mind. Um, no, I'm not going into half of it with you because why? Oh yeah. Because um, you owe me a lot of money and I just don't have that kind of money. Oh, that really sucked. So anyways, he ended up getting the passes and took the bees for a couple of days to one of the parks, which was um, our theme parks, which was um, like, okay, I guess. Um, little Speed was super duper sick. She may even had the COVID. I don't know. Um, I think she just had uh, influenza A. And she was still not feeling that well. And he still like took her around everywhere. So whatever it was, what it was. Um, and then he couldn't take them there anymore for their spring break because the place shut down. So they were home with him and he was, Nim was very scared. He was really um, afraid of getting the virus and that's, 
not a judgment. I'm just telling you where he was at that time. So at that time, um, the bees had to just really stay inside and do nothing, but they survived. Okay. This is the point. They survived. Optimal? No, they survived. Yes. What did I do? Um, I had some fun. I did some really fun things. I worked. I got sick and had to deal with all my illnesses. I just took a break from everything. I kind of, I shut out the world for about two days. I cocooned. If you can do that when your kids are going back and forth, I highly recommend it. And do whatever you want. Watch movies, do nothing, do whatever, like within the boundaries that we've got going on right now or whenever you're listening to this. Um, If you're under quarantine or shelter in place, of course, check your laws. But I really recommend just like shutting out the world for a day or two. It's like such a good, I call it cocooning. It's a really good coping skill, especially um, if you're listening to this during this adjusted time of living in quarantine and or shelter in place where we're doing a lot of social distancing and you may be overloaded with news, trying to figure things out, just shut out the world for a day or two. Yes. Keep checking in with your local authorities. If you decide to do something to make sure that um, either things have been lifted or what's going on. But other than that, if you're just kicking around your own house, Have a great time. Enjoy your cocooning. Let us know how it was after you're done. We welcome you back into the world again. Um, So that's what was going on with spring break. Then the bees came home. um, And then they started virtual school right the next day that they came home. They go to a private school. So their teachers were able to work over spring break to get everything set up to run virtual classes. So they did not have an extended spring break like many students did. And their school is running where they're required to do. They go to all seven classes every day virtually. They attend live sessions every day. They do things. So every 45 minutes, they have a different pattern or they have a different class to go to. And this is kind of the pattern that's been, and they've been doing this for a couple weeks now. So we know what virtual school looks like here. I know virtual school is looking very different all over the place for different ages and in different um, school districts. So that's what we've got going on here. We've got a really structured very interactive of the teachers. My biggest job as parent is to provide them with the biggest bandwidth I can find or that I can have for them. Computers, they each need their own computer, their their devices, they need their computers, they need a designated space to do their work. They need a space to have all their books and they have all of that because they were recommended to clean and take everything home with them over spring break. So the School could be cleaned, quote unquote. Um, And I think maybe the administrators may have seen this coming, but they have all of their stuff. Um, And to help the girls make sure that they know, do I have a live meeting? Do I have an assignment? And they have to move between 
about four or five different applications all day long for different classes. So just helping them get into the groove of that. And some kids are easier at managing their way through that than others. Um, there's going to be hiccups and mistakes along the way, but their, their homeschool is my school base for many reasons. And I am insisting upon that. And, and that's, that's how this goes. So the bees were home for about two solid weeks. Of course, Nim um, messaged me that his confusing stuff about, um, he lost his job and he can't get any hours and he's going to move out of where he is right now. And he was supposed to be moving over the weekend. And then I was um, looking into Big B's phone and he wrote her some very interesting uh, text messages about how he was moving this past weekend and put some expletives in there about these Fucking, and then he put an ethnic group, and all they do is smoke and play loud music. And I'm sick of them, and I'm getting out of here, and I'm fucking moving, and and all of this. So yeah, I love it when no, I don't love it when he introduces racism to my kids, but they pretty much see it for what it is. It pisses them off too. So whatever. We thought he was moving. He wasn't. He doesn't know what he's doing. You got to love the last email that I got from him because it says all the stuff that he wants. I want to pick them up. I want to start exercising on my time sharing. I want to do this. I will be coming at these times. They will be homeschooling at my house. And then the last line is, and of course, you know, things can always change. And I felt like that was the shit eating grin. I felt like that was the Cheshire cat grin. You know that cat, you know that fucking grin. That's the COVID-19 grin. That's the virus grin. That's what it looks like when it's like, ha ha, I'm going to infect you and you and you, but not you and then you and then you, and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And then I'm going to change it. So I rolled my eyes to myself. I was calm. I addressed in the email what needed to be addressed. And I am sticking to the Shared parenting agreement. I've seen some memes about sticking to the shared parenting agreement. And some of them I didn't really understand. It was almost implying that if you're sticking to the agreement, you're doing something wrong. Um, I don't think that I'm doing anything by wrong by sticking to the agreement. Remember, don't become an asshole through this. Don't become a controlling crazy through all of this. Okay. Keep your wits about you and work your best to decide what is your end game here. Is your end game to protect your children to the best of your ability? Of course it is. That's what we're always doing. But you've co-parented like this before and know that you can't save them from everything. You can't save them from the co-parenting nightmares that happen. You can't save them from their narcissistic parent when they have to still have contact. You can't save them from any of this. Am I saying go ahead and tell them to go lick someone who's got the COVID-19 and make out with them under the ventilator? I love how uh, Governor Cuomo says ventilator. Um, no, I'm not saying that. Come on, you guys. It's gallows humor. Let's go ahead and laugh. You can't protect your kids as much as you want to from the COVID-19. You can't. You can protect them 
as much as you can, maybe not much as you want to, but as much as you can. All right. So everybody who's got their mama bear and their papa bear really rearing up inside of them saying, this other parent isn't protecting them as much as you'd like to. That's okay. I've been there. I was there this week, you guys. I was there. Because why? Well, Nim didn't end up practicing his timesharing one of the weeks, and then he wanted to have the timesharing, and I said, you don't understand how virtual school is working. And then he wrote back, of course, I didn't understand. Thank you so much for letting me know, which makes me wonder, like, who is running his brain right now? Because all the grammar was right, and the way he was talking was like he's got some lady. So I don't fucking know, and it doesn't fucking matter. Here we go. Then he understood that homeschooling is here. There's certain things about my situation, and everybody has their own, that virtual school has to be in my house. I'm not going to get into it. It's too much. It's boring. You don't need to know. If you want to know, DM me. I'll explain the whole thing to you. All right, I'll just tell you. It's because um, their school has to be within my address. So, hello. Um, it has to be because he has stated that there he doesn't receive any communications from that school. Not their school. That school. He doesn't receive any communications from that school. He does. He refuses to communicate with any of it. So he wouldn't know any of the information. Um, there's also a technicality with who does the computer belong to. You can be an asshole about it if you want and say it belongs to me or my household, or you can be like, it belongs to my kid. Um, he's required to provide certain things for him. The bandwidth at his place does not cover the ability to do all of this. He does not have a dedicated space for them. Their school is requiring that they are sitting at a desk, not laying in a fucking bed, all lazy ass, whatever. You have to be an engaged learner most of the time. So sit your ass up, pay attention and do this. And he does not have the exact things plus some of the asshole statements and idiotic statements that he's made. So pretty much there's the case. Okay, we got it. I'm not worried. It's fine. And I am being assertive. The other thing is he can exercise his time sharing um, because I called my attorney. Oh, I'm trying to think. Buck and Bill, whatever, or whatever we said his Wild West name was. I called him and I I spoke to him and, and he said, uh, shelter in place at this point in Florida does not exclude the time sharing. And you know what I said? I said, okay, that's one less person I got to feed and toilet paper for a few days. And my attorney said to me, you have come so far. I'm so proud of you. And I felt a narcissistic glow around me. No, I'm just kidding. I felt good. Um, I would have freaked out. And part of me in my head was freaking out. The sheriff was beside himself. You guys look at it on the other side. You want your kids coming home to you, don't you? Yes. 
Can we protect them from everything that we want to protect them from? No, but can we do it smart? Yes, you can, and that's exactly what I did. So I sent the bees on their Thursday evening visitation, and what did I do, y'all? Took a fucking nap and ate food that I wanted to eat because nobody around here likes fish. I love fish. I took a nap because he insisted on coming right at 3 o'clock when their virtual school ends. And I said, no, you have to come and give them some time to sign off, do finish their stuff. It would be just like if you pick them up from school, boom, they're not magically in their cars. You blink your eyes right when school ends. They got to get their shit together, go to their locker, gab with their friends, check in with the teacher. You know they don't come out to your car. When Dick's class dismisses at 255, their asses are not in your car at 256. No, they're not. You know when they're there? 335, almost four sometimes, depending on the day. So you know what? Relax your ass. You ain't got nowhere to go and you said you're not working. So you know what? While you're waiting, go hunt for your own fucking toilet paper. But I'll get to that in a minute. I digress. Okay, here we go. So, you know, he pulls up, he comes at four or a little before and big bees all ordering little bee. Come on, hurry up, get your stuff together. Dad's, when dad gets here early, we can't wait for him. He, he can't wait for us. We have to go, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. And she's starting to get all crazy again. And I said to her, look, I don't give a shit that your father cannot wait. He's got nothing but time. Four o'clock is four o'clock. You want to go your ass out there at 301 or whenever he shows up because you can't deal with it? Go ahead. If that's your coping skill, you go. I said to little B, you want to wait your ass in here until the designated time? You sit your ass in here. If that's your coping skill, you do it. You do you. We're all trying our best. And you know what? Sometimes we're not trying our best. I'm tired of that. It's like, what's in the best interest of the kids? Ah, fuck it. All right. So, yeah, Gwen's a little salty and spicy today. I know. I probably should have had a libation and not coffee recording this. However, I hope you're, <laughs> hope you're getting some laughs. They go. I told you. Took a nap. Ate some glorious food. Took some time in the morning waking up. Didn't have to wake anybody's ass up. Got up, got myself together. I knew I was going to go out foraging for food because uh, that that night um, the state of Florida then became shelter in place. And you know what that means? Everybody's going to go out and panic. And I finally was supposed to get paid on Friday, which did not happen much to my chagrin because I am a essential worker. And all of my medical claims were denied because the system can't handle the new billing codes for telehealth. So fuck that. I was down to a couple, maybe 200 bucks. But you know what? That's better than others. But we needed food. Like that was my grocery shopping day. And I'm pissed because I know everybody's going to be out there foraging for shit. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. We know we have to do this. It's like when you have to co-parent with somebody and you know that you, you, you have to document stuff and save emails and ignore this and respond to that. I mean, 
we are, we, I've become pliable. Look, you can either be a palm tree swaying in the wind, or you can be some kind of stiff ass tree that's just going to snap one day. So you know what? Try to sway as much as you can within the boundaries here. So the bees come in in the morning because their dad did drop them off for school. And you guys, I took a risk. I sent them without computers. He could have kept them and said, fuck that, I'm homeschooling them here and blah, 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 blah. And what would have happened? They wouldn't have had to have access to everything. And then he would have gotten some bad grades. I could have documented that for what? I don't know if the OK Corral ever opens up again. But you know what? Oh, well. Be relaxed. Be relaxed. They come in. Ba 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 ba. They're all wound up. Why are they wound up? <laughs> because these past weeks, I have taught them, and they have seen about going to get takeout food to support our local business. And I don't cook, so we've had to get meals uh, from takeout, and they've watched me learn from some surgeons about sterilization, sterilizing your food, sterilizing and how to get the takeout food out of its container onto the plate and washing your hands 14 times in the process and wiping everything down from the grocery store and using just really good sanitation and sterilization. Because remember, we think we can um, kill the COVID-19 and we think we can deal with it. So this is our way of exercising an element of control over this. And some of it is like basic good hygiene. And some of it is like just playing the lotto and taking your chances. Um, however, the girls have watched and I've emphasized to them, this is really important for, for our health and the health of other people, because I'm an essential worker. That means I'm going back and forth outside of my house to meet with my patients. And then I'm coming back in. So I'm trusting my patients and my patients are trusting me. There's a big trust process here. And remember, you can trust people, not everyone, but some people you can trust after a conversation and talking about them. So I've wrestled with this. I think because I've wrestled with my own mortality for so long, first of all, being an essential worker in the medical field and talking every day with people about death and dying um, I think about it, and I think sometimes because I, especially this winter, fell into a place where I was simply just living to survive, to take care of my kids so they didn't have to go live with Nim. Um, I, I think I am was skating the line of just surviving just for the hell of it, not because life was fun or joyful or hopeful or anything. It was because I just, I don't want them to have to go live with Nim. So therefore I live. And that, those are my darkest days. And I have to say that those thoughts are not totally gone. I did find some hope in having a little bit of fun, but now that's been taken from me from social distancing and, it's not fair, but you know what the sheriff says? You're looking for fair? Go to Iowa in August. And as I'm recording this in April of 2020, I'm hoping that in August of 2020, we'll be able to go to a fair. 
That'd be cool. We could go to Iowa in August and be close to each other and, and all those, all that stuff. So, oh, anyways, the bees were upset because Nim now says he doesn't care about the virus and he isn't exercising proper social distancing and he isn't exercising proper sterilization. <laughs> Are we surprised? No. It just happened a little faster than I thought. Now, you guys, this is the man who was convinced that fluoride and toothpaste was going to kill our children. This is the man who allowed his three-year-old teeth to rot and have to have a root canal when she was three years old because he didn't want her to have fluoride or any sort of chemical in the house. Now, I know some of you are chemically sensitive. I know some of that stuff. <clears throat> he wasn't. It was his narcissistic, paranoid, sociopathic brain of an element of control. I used to, before and after preschool, would take her to my office and brush her teeth with fluoride toothpaste. This is what I did. These are the sneaky things that you can do too. Oh, yes, we can be sneaky. It might even be fun. You know what you're going to do? You're going to make them a kit, just like I made my kids a kit. We've been making kits for them and you don't even know you've been doing it. And remember, don't be an asshole about it, okay? Just give them what they need to go over there. So I said to the girls, it's okay. First of all, you know, they wanted to wash their hands right when they got I said, fine, wash your hands. You came in the house. Take your shoes off. Have you been anywhere in public this morning? No? Okay, fine. Now get on and do your school. I'll help you out. So when I went foraging for food, I went and I looked for the Clorox wipes and of course, there's no Clorox wipes available, but there were some different kind of wipes. They're wipes for your butt. The Kleenex wipes for your butt. And I took them and I bought one pack. It's limit two per household. So I just bought one. I think there's like 24 or something in there. And we had plenty of sanitizer in the house because little B likes, loves, loves little mini hand sanitizers. And so she's been collecting them, not hoarding, collecting them. So we have plenty of hand sanitizer in the house. I also have regular hand sanitizer because I am an essential worker and I do have a medical office. I've, I had to up my game a couple weeks ago and have some certain things. So I was able to get stuff, not, you know, not things that is too much, but just enough. And I put together for them a kit and I made my own Clorox wipes by taking the butt wipes pack and putting in Clorox cleaner. They had some at my grocery store. Remember, limit two per household. I only needed one. There was several on the shelf. I took one and I made my own. Um, and you can do that too. And on the package, I put not for butts, contains Clorox cleaner. I gave them a thing of pump, a pump of hand sanitizer, and they took one of their favorite soaps with them, their foaming hand soap. They love the smell. It's one from um, Halloween. It's called Vampire Blood. We love it. We laugh. We have a good time with it. 
Um, so I sent that. And then uh, they said to me, as I was packing up their kit, I said, here you go, guys. I said, you know how to sterilize things. So you make your choices. You're both old enough. They're 12 and 14. I said, you are old enough. And in the law, the law expects you to protect yourself. Yes, the state of Florida expects children at this age to be able to protect themselves. Okay, so I taught them and we went over it again. And little B was, is very concerned. She has a lot of anxiety. So her anxiety is high right now. And she said, I need to remember again, when I get to dad, should I wipe down all the food that he got from the grocery store? And I said, that's totally up to you. I said, it's been sitting there for a day or so in the cardboard boxes. It's probably fine. I said, you got to watch and remember, this is dad that you're dealing with. Watch his mood right? Am I saying he's a narcissist? Am I saying ignore him? Am I alienating? No, I'm teaching somebody just like the United States is trying to teach people how to deal with an invisible enemy. I'm teaching my kids and I said, watch dad's mood. You got to tread lightly here. She was whining and complaining to me. She used an example of when I was sitting in my bedroom last night, and that means that night that she was there, uh, dad came in and then he was leaving and I asked him if he could shut the door. And then he started screaming at me that I didn't need privacy and all of this. And I said to her, remember, with people like this, when you ask them for something, they're automatically going to say no. So I told her, you really need to only ask for your essentials. And that's a word that's been buzzing around a lot. Ask for your essentials. So if you can send your kids with a kit of sanitizing things and teach them how to take the food out of this from that, what's the worst that's going to happen? The worst that's going to happen is the narcissistic parent is going to think that they're being ridiculous and take all the stuff and throw it away. You know what? You've done what you could. We're doing our right. We're doing what we can. We're doing our best. We're doing our not best. Now, ah, here was the true moment of how I was like, don't be an asshole, Gwen. Just, just don't. Don't be a petty, stupid, crazy, whatever. My kids said to me, can you please put in the kit a roll or two of toilet paper. That's what little B says to me. Big B says to me, dad asked if you could give us some toilet paper. You know, it's the same behavior. It's kind of the same request, but boy, does one feel different than the other. When your kid says, can you please send me with some toilet paper, mom? Cause there isn't any there. Oh my gosh. You're like here. I'll give you all 18 rolls that I have in the house right now. I'll give you the three rolls that I have. I'll go without, right? When your kid says to you, dad said to send it because he doesn't have any. Uh, what did I want to do? I wanted to hold every square. I did not want to spare a square. But I had to think, don't do that, Gwen. Don't be that way. This is the kit for your kids. And if that toilet paper stays there and that motherfucker wipes his ass with that toilet paper that I had to forage for, 
Well, fuck it. I was pissed because I had some scented toilet paper in my household. I got rid of it. I should have saved it and sent it to him so that the fragrance that's on there can burn his ass, not mine. But it would have been burning the girls, too. So it's probably better that it's out. So, yes, I sent several rolls of toilet paper. Yay! Um, don't tell your narcissist about how to manage this stuff. Don't be sending them messages and emails. Okay, back that up. When your friend here is tell you, back that up. You know, sometimes I tell you, send it if you want it. Don't be sending them directions about how to do this because you know what? They're going to buck the system and say, fuck you. And they're going to go make out with someone who has COVID-19 and they're going to smear it all over their kids. Okay. Your kids like just, just don't, don't tell them how to sterilize. Don't tell them how to do this. Don't tell them anything. If they're breaking curfew, great. Let them get busted by someone else, not you. You don't need to be the one doing the busting, okay? Don't be the sheriff here. Don't don't be this. Just just chill out, okay? Remind yourself when they do go over there for their quarantine co-parenting visits, quarantine time sharing. Remember your goal as the parent is to provide your kids with some comfort if you can. If not, they won't break. So they're bored. Oh, so what? You know, most of you who are listening are probably Gen X. And um, we're the best at all of this. We know how to do this. Thank you very much. We know how to stay our asses inside without any supervision because that's what latchkey kids did. And guess what we had to do at the same time? Make dinner for our parent who was coming home or who didn't give a shit about making dinner at all. We were the ones who learned how to stay inside on the weekends with cartoons in a box of cereal and maybe not even have milk. We know how to do that. We didn't have all snacks and give me this and do that. We knew how to get our homework done. We knew how to sit our ass in front of the TV and watch cartoons. And then we knew how to go out and ride our bikes and hang out with our friends and not be licking each other and getting each other's saliva and sneeze residue all over us. Okay, this is how we grew up. Please, can you teach your kids the same thing? Can you please do this for humanity, for my sanity? Gen X rocks, moving on. You may want to teach your kids about how to play the game. Remember what I said to little B, just ask for your essentials. And remember, if you ask for the door to be shut behind you, you will get the answer no, and you will be told why you don't need it shut, even if you need it shut, okay? So that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about remember, reminding them to ask for what they need and equip them with a few tools that they can use while they're there. Then they come back into your house. Oh my goodness, they're coming back into your house. Do they have the COVID? Are they infected? Has the co-parent been exercising all the proper things? Probably not. And probably sometimes yes. 
Look, everybody's freaking out and scared, but you, my friends, are the master at living under invisible craziness. You, my friends, have developed your coping skills to make your own decisions based within laws that either you like or you don't like. You, my friends, can do this. And you know what I was thinking? I don't know that the COVID is killing narcissists. What do you guys think? Send me a message on that. I don't think the COVID is killing sociopaths. I mean, I used to think people die every day in car accidents. Now I'm like, people die every day from the COVID. You know what I'm getting at here? I'm not recommending. I'm not wishing ill. Well, maybe I'm wishing ill. Am I trying to find a silver lining? Is this my gallows humor? <laughs> yes. Because as I was talking with one of my friends, um, R, who was on the podcast, she laughed at me, and, and we were both talking about what's the deal with all of this stuff with trying to deal with these types of of co-parents and, and we were laughing and, um, or being divorced from these types of people. And we were laughing and I said, you know, because sometimes the only justice it feels like here is death. And she says to me, you say that it's such a matter of fact way. And I say, I know, because sometimes that's how, how we feel. So what are your silver linings? What are you going to do to help you get through this when your kids are gone and you're isolating by yourself when you, and I know that that's like redundant um, when you're social distancing and dealing with all of this by yourself, don't worry about them. Worry does not keep you safe. Fear does not keep you safe. Best practices, best behaviors keep you safe. During that time, you may decide that you are going to enjoy a break from the bickering. You may decide that, like me, I kind of enjoy some of the sound in the house. Be wherever you are. Escape from the world for a few days. Talk to your friends like you want to. Eat the foods that you'd like to if you can find them. You know, look at that, those things that you can do, even if you can't go out and party and get your groove on like we used to do when the kids were gone. That's okay. You have a chance to check in with yourself. And that's one of the things that I do like as a coping skill is to check in with yourself and say, how am I feeling? And even if you don't cope with it, meaning fix the feeling, you can notice that feeling you can breathe, you can be there, and you can feel it, and you can let it flow through you. So friends, until the next time we meet on my porch, virtually or social distancing or whatever we have to do here, yes, stay safe, but I want, I want to remind you to also stay sane and laugh when you can.